What's up, everybody? This is Greg and Kiker. Last word. Kiker, how's it going? Good. It's been a whole, what, three days, four days since we recorded this Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we got a little bit better on time this week. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. I mean, all we got is NFL right now, man. There's some crazy NBA stuff, and I'm not getting into that right now. Yeah. Keith Hernandez for the Hall of Fame. I'll say that until he's in the Hall of Fame. I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Keith Hernandez should be in the, the Hall of Fame. Score had their whole little Hall of Fame ballot. I filled one out. Oh, you did. I only used six votes. Who'd you put in? Schilling, Billy Wagner. Ooh, Billy Wagner. Um, uh, damn it, Andrew Jones. How's Andrew Jones's numbers? I'm just curious. See, I, I've never I, seen I the total I, of his numbers. There, there's a reason I didn't. I didn't use all ten. I was doing it on my break. I didn't have all the numbers. In okay. Front of me. Well, I've just always wondered because you know he had like a phenomenal first mm-hmm. like three or four years, and then to my understanding, he falls. I off voted pretty, and unvoted Scott Rowland because I, I was like, I, I really, Rollins. I don't, I don't think. I was like, I don't think he has it. No, I think Rowland. I think I put that. Jeff Kent in. Yeah, Jeff Kent. Well, at the time he retired, he was all time uh, he was a, le- a home run leader for second baseman until Altuve. Altuve, um, Altuve, I cannot stand Altuve. Altuve. All right, Andrew Jones, was, real fast before we get into the NFL. Feel like there was He's got a WAR of sixty two point five, which isn't bad. That's yeah. a good WAR. Um, Five time All Star, ten okay. time Gold Glover. See, the defense That's is what I was, is where I was leaning. Silver Slugger once. 434 home runs. Yeah. I did not know that. That's, I, did, that's I, I didn't know the power. I didn't know he had that much power. Career batting average, 254. Ooh. But you also have to always take into account, as these guys get older, that, that batting average tends to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like his last season with the Yankees, he played 94 games, and he batted 197. Yeah. So, what? Do you, I mean, that probably dropped his score 20 points by itself. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Before that, he'd only had one other season. He had one other really bad season where he uh, batted under 200. Besides yeah. that, I mean, he was fairly consistent. He probably would have been a 280 hitter had he not had those two blemishes. So, anyway, I mean, you know yeah. how much I love digging to the baseball stats. Yeah, I know. So, defense for me with him was was the main thing. I mean, it, I knew about the And defense players. matters, man. Oh, like, sure. I, I think that's, like, the most underrated Hall of Fame stat. We discussed it with yeah. Hernandez. Well, and even with Maddox. Like, yeah. I mean, he's an 18-time, 18-time Gold Glover yeah. mm-hmm. um, as a pitcher. Huge deal. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, I mean, in those, I almost feel like, and I know I'm on a soapbox real fast, Mm-hmm. I do feel like that you almost, if you're, if that's your forte as a Hall of Famer, you really need to get in by the people who saw you play. Because the people who didn't see you play are just looking at the stat sheet mm-hmm. like we just did. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyway, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I can't remember the, I, there was, there were some fringe ones. Yeah. I was, that's, I was, and I didn't even really, feel, I was like, okay, I feel good about Schilling. Jones, I thought, okay. I thought I felt okay about Jeff Kent, and I can't remember. The I think Jones will get in anyway. I just think that he's he's a a year ten type guy. Yeah, well, he's got five more years then. I yeah, think so. I, I think he'll get in though, because mm-hmm. those are those are some pretty strong numbers. Well, this is Schilling's last. Start year. putting them. Schilling's going to get in. Yeah, he they should. just made him wait. I mean, he was at seventy one. You got to get mm-hmm. to seventy five. So he's at seventy one last year. Yeah. So I expect him to get in. Um, moving on. Yeah. Um. Busy weekend in the NFL, as expected. Very busy. Six games in three days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
I, I just I, we got to start off with this Cowboys Niners game, Kiker. I, I don't see any other way around this. <laughs> like, I, there's so many different facets to this game. First of all, we were both right and picked the Niners, mm-hmm. right? We both thought that the run game would get going and, and the Cowboys would struggle to keep up with that and to contain it, which they did. Debo Samuel did whatever he wanted to do. Um, I, I let's let me let me ask you. I mean. Let's start off with what the Niners did right, because the Niners did win this game, mm-hmm. okay? I feel like they took it to the Cowboys. They they probably are the better team anyway, mm-hmm. especially coaching-wise. It's tough to compete with shenanigans on, on a coaching level, man. You got to you gotta be on your best day. So they played well, man. They definitely deserve to win. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, they won the line of scrimmage, and that's a big thing for them. Because Shanahan wants to run the football. Yeah. He 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 wants Jimmy Garoppolo throwing as pretty much you know as least as possible. I mean that's pretty obvious. I, th- I think we can all we can all say that. I mean he he treats Jimmy Garoppolo like a like McVay was treating golf, mm-hmm. like only maybe slightly more trust, slightly. I, I'd give him a little more. I mean he does give him a little. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Just I mean a little Jim, bit more trust. You know Jimmy did lead the the tying. Uh, Touchdown drive against Rams into overtime, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, this even I mean the funny thing was is you saw Frisco they didn't have to blitz a whole lot and were completely harassing Dak Prescott with four guys yeah and this Cowboys offensive line which is not what it used to be Zach Martin's still there Ty- I mean I still think Smith is getting really old and it's yeah. really starting to yeah. show it is it is but. They were they're hanging on to the fringe pieces from that thirteen and three year when they had a phenomenal offensive line. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree with you on well, that. Well, but see, this is the problem though. See, the, if the Cowboys can't run the football, and they they didn't with any type of real success, they're going to struggle. Yeah, this can be put on deck, and everyone says, okay, well, ever since the the calf injury against the Patriots, Dak's been a little off. Well, whatever. If you're healthy enough to play, you have to perform. Well, and that's, and they didn't do it. And that's three months of all. I know. Like that's not I like know. that's like a, a two week. Like even Russell uh, Russell Wilson was struggling with that thumb the first two weeks. Yeah. Then after that, he comes back to himself. They, they didn't do. They had. They did like nothing. Nothing till the fourth quarter. Yeah. And, nothing. And this is their strategy. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about this. And like that, this is their strategy in most of their competitive games. And that Cowboys defense actually did a decent job forcing Frisco to kick some field goals. Yeah. Keeping them in the game in the first place. Because it could have been 28 oh, to, yes. to zero pretty good. I mean, after that first drive from, from Frisco, you thought, man, they're in trouble. Yeah. This is either going to be a track meet or a beat down real fast. And it didn't turn into that necessarily on the scoreboard. They, so, I mean, the, the defense hung tough. Um, and, I mean, that does kind of show me that Dallas's defense is at least pretty good. I didn't think they were as They are good. much improved. Yeah, from last and everybody year. was giving them, you know, oh, top, you know, they're good. They're very good. So, like you said, to hold that team and keep that game somewhat competitive so that at least they had a chance to stay within striking distance, like only a good defense can do well, that. Well, and their Cowboys defense is really relying on turnovers. They led the league in turnovers this yeah. year. And, you know, for a long stretch there, they weren't getting any. But then Garoppolo does what he tends to do. What a horrible and pass. Gives, what a horrible gives pass. the other team chances. Horrible pass. Yes. Well, I mean, he, he's he's made horrible decisions. It's a horrible and pass. I don't want to hear it's the thumb either because you, you've seen him make throws. Really good throws. Clutch-type throws. 
So I don't want to hear when he throws a bad pass. That it's well, has to do and, with and I'll just to that speaking to that interception alone, like he's not the kind of guy that I envision throwing on the run. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy that I to me you would expect to be have his feet planted and be making a throw that way. Mm-hmm. So for him to even be doing something like that is out of his skill set, out of his strength set, like in if his If you rolled him to the right, he could do it. Not all the time. I'm just saying. Like you can move the under that some. kind of duress, the way he was, like well, going out of bounds. Sometimes you just gotta eat. You it. gotta eat that pass or throw it away. You gotta eat that pass. I mean, even Mahomes had like it was like, dude, you should eat that pass. We're gonna mm-hmm. get to him in a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Niners obviously outplayed him. They mm-hmm. held on, um, and the game ends in utter chaos. Okay, and I am a. I've been a long time like hater of the Cowboys. I still am, so I'm trying not to be too biased here. But dude, like for Dak Prescott to say all these like leadership things he says all the time, <laughs> like oh you know well we're gonna we're gonna stand because that's what the Cowboys do. That's what the Dallas Cowboys should do. Like and say all these like like right guy right things types of things that he says like leadership wise, and and they give him all these extra points as a leader, like. For him to stand up at the podium and blame the refs not getting in place fast enough, spotting the ball, was, I mean, it made me want to backhand him with the ashiest part of my knuckles. Like, seriously, like, stand up there and own the fact that for three quarters, as the quarterback of this team, you could not get anything done. And then you put yourself in a crappy situation where everything had to go right and you didn't go down early enough and now it should, it's on you. It's not on anyone else. Own it. Drove me crazy, man. That's well, all that, I'm saying. That final play, I mean, I agree with what you said. The final play, the way you can practice something all you want, but if you don't practice it the right way, you're not going to execute it the right way. And obviously, he and McCarthy both thought that play was executed flawlessly and there shouldn't have been any problem. They should have had one or two seconds left. Wrong. Yeah. The referee has to set the football. The center can't do it. If you're doing that in practice, that's wrong. Yeah. And also, Dak Prescott, they said he all he has to do is the ref has to go down and, and, and tap it. Well, he has to touch it. Yeah. So why are you getting in his way when you know where he's coming from in the first in the first? Well, place? and as the center, the center, it's, everybody, it just seemed like yeah. no one knew what they – and you play this game all the time. Like, it's not like you, you didn't know that the, the ref touches the ball well, and, every time you play the, the game. And, and, the, and they say they practice all the time. Well, do you have a coach standing back with a back judge – is in, in practicing it that way because if you're not, you're not doing it correctly. And they both they both went up there, he and McCarthy, the leaders of this football team, went up there and blamed the referees. Which And this is what drove me crazy. Like, I'm like, dude, get up there and own the fact that it's – like, even Jerry. Jerry has his little press conference after mm-hmm. every playoff loss, which is hilarious, by, yeah. the, oh, by the way. And they meet him like right outside of his little special press box, and he's always super pissed and red and like old looking. And they're like, and even he, they were like, "What'd you think of the last play?" Shouldn't have come down to that. Doesn't even matter. Oh, to shouldn't me. have. Like no. he literally, no hesitation. It wasn't like you know, man, the ref did this, ref did that. I got to get a different answer. No, it was shouldn't have came down to that. We have too much talent on this team. I'm paying. He basically said, "I'm paying these mother efforts too much money." For us to be going out in the first round like this. Yeah. This is embarrassing. It, yeah. And he is right. Mm-hmm. For you to have not gotten more than seven points at home in three quarters against the sixth seed. And I know yeah. the Niners are a matchup nightmare in general. 
But that's not the point. Like, the yeah. point is, you hold serve at home. If you were playing them in San Francisco, different story, I'd cut you some slack. You see what I'm saying? You're at home. That that You've got to be in control of that game. You can't be playing down the entire game hoping everything goes right. It's ridiculous. Only home team that lost. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, as we both picked the Niners, yeah. you looked at the Cowboys like this throughout the season. Beat up on the NFC East play a tight game against a good team and have to pull something off in the fourth quarter, every game they won against a team with a good record was not convincing. No. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. playing a similar situation. We're going to get to the Cardinals getting demolished last night. They go to Dallas two weeks ago and own them. Yeah. Like, control the game from start to finish. Similar type situation. So, anyway, man, my point is Cowboys were overrated to begin with. Oh, sure. And... uh Niners Packers next weekend. We'll get to that here in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiker, when it get to the uh, the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills put on a clinic on Saturday night. Oh baby! In the cold, mm-hmm. they didn't give a crap what Bill Belichick's name was and what he had done in NFL history. And Josh Allen proved that he may be the baddest man on the football planet. Um, He's on. What are your thoughts on that game? They pitched a perfect game offensively. No turnovers, no field goal attempts, seven possessions, seven touchdowns. No, I mean, didn't see a fourth down. It was touchdowns till a kneel down. You've ne- it's never happened before. No, it, ever. Ha- the only thing you could critique is the two missed PATs. Yeah, and that's not on the offense at all. So that I mean, I, I was shocked on how easy they made it look and how they just. I mean, it was. It was all gas, no break. Yeah. They wa- they wanted to kill them. I was like the only thing the only I think the worst part of the night for the Bills was they ran out of time so they couldn't put up fifty. Yeah, which would have been hilarious on a Belichick team. I in the mean playoffs. thirty points is the worst is the worst loss Bill Belichick's ever seen in the place playoffs. And it's and not even close. Thirty points. Thirty. Well, in my opinion, man, and I know the way the Bills were playing, like ended up playing, it didn't matter. But I will say, the game, what little hope the Patriots had, it was in that Micah Hyde interception. Like, Mac Jones had made some good throws on that first drive. It's 7-0. It looks like he's at least going to be able to try to at least get them on the board, get their defense, you know what I'm saying, get their defense off the field for a little while. And then Micah Hyde makes one of the best safety interceptions you're going to ever see. Like, I mean, he came out of nowhere for that football. Um, Jones left it hanging just a little bit. Yeah, it needs like, to be further out. Yeah, man. Your guy catches it or nobody does. Yeah, and it just floated. Like, mm-hmm. you can see he was wide open in the coverage. <clears throat> he found the spot, but it was just a little bit too long. And Micah Hyde, former Packer, which drives me insane because we literally let that dude go as he was entering his prime. Super frustrating. Anyway, he's had a great career in Buffalo. <laughs> great career. Um, made a hell of a baseball play. It looked like almost a baseball play, like where you're running down a, a ball out in like center field. Great play. But Bills, Bills proved to me why. I mean, I have them in the Super Bowl for a reason. Oh yeah, they're that good. I um, mean, they they will kill you given the opportunity. Yeah, if they play well, I mean, I don't expect that to happen again. 
I mean, it's never not, happened not before. Not like that. It's not like never that. happened not before. Not like that. I mean, you also had a lot of juice going into that mm-hmm. game. You know, they were still eating all the crap that they had to hear about the Nor'easter game, as you like to call it. Mm-hmm. You've got the Belichick cloud hanging over you. And I'll ne- the, I'll, I won't forget what Hyde said before the game, too. They were like, what do you think about playing in this cold weather? He said, you're going to know in the first five minutes who wants to be here and who doesn't. Oh, sure. And sure enough. He go, you know, they go down, get the seven zero score, and then he gets the interception, and they're off and running, and there's no looking back at. Oh that. yeah, no. So no. they they definitely proved that they wanted that more than the Patriots. I mean, they're I, a scary it, team. Yeah, they are because they they're that defense is really good. Yeah, it, everyone goes, oh well, the New England game once again. One extremely long run changed everything. Yeah, everything. Now big plays can happen. But New England didn't do really shit in that game other than one explosive 70-yard run, and it fudged all the numbers up. Well, and on top of that, I mean, you, you've got to, like, it was and almost. the Bills also screwed the up. Bills the Bills also learned from that game. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you were like, well, they didn't get the ball to Josh Allen early enough and let him actually try to, like, even though, despite the conditions, he's got a strong enough arm to still throw the football. Well, Belichick even said that after the game. And, he's like, a couple of them throws. Well, so you could see in that game, mm-hmm. it was, you know, there was, they took all the reins off and just said, get well, out there and do what time. you got to do. Yeah. I mean, if if Josh Allen's got to run the football, he's got to do it. And another thing, too, was Singletary had 15, 16 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns, five yards a clip. They can run the football. Was, they start running the football on a consistent basis. Look out. My goodness. Look out. And yeah. Josh Allen's not your leading rusher. And he had o he had over sixty five yards. That's a good thing for Buffalo. So and it's not and Singletary's longest run was twenty three yards. It's not like he broke off a fifty yarder and that yeah, it, it was it a grind. It was a grind. And honestly, mm-hmm. they were just a machine on offense. It was, oh, sure. it was it was obviously it was it was just a machine. They just they couldn't be stopped. I mean, listen, Mac Jones, I don't think he well, he's not ready for that stage. And uh it showed. But the Bills are going to have a bigger test here. Well, and I also just think the that, test. I also just think that was they were just a better team. Oh, they sure, they sure, they were. All right, moving on. I'm going to touch on a couple. One game that I just think was extremely boring, and I, I was annoyed that it even had to happen. Um, Bucks, Eagles. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Eagles mm-hmm. couldn't do anything. Nope. The Bucks could, pretty much did whatever they wanted with the game. Um, I, I didn't expect that game to be competitive. No. Um, you know, I I mean, what the Eagles do well leans into the Bucks' defensive strength, and Tom Brady threw like four passes over ten yards. I mean, but that's all he didn't need to do anything more. Well, than and that. they said his his average, you know, getting the ball out was like two seconds. Yeah, so like, I mean, so, it's, I mean, it's the fastest anyone's been all season. He was mm-hmm. never really under under duress or in trouble. Um, he was reading their defense like he actually wrote their playbook. Yeah, it's gonna get it, it's gonna it's get gonna tougher. get tougher. But it, I mean, that game just is what it is. Jalen Hurts not able to make the throws he needs to be able to make. Oh man, he's he's got. They were to get begging him, begging yeah. him to throw it outside. And he could he could have Tom Brady nickel and dime and yeah. forced him to change. He, but it wasn't. It's he not wasn't ready. Happen. He wasn't ready for all that, man. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we'll see what happens with the Eagles going forward. I I do think they have some pieces. Uh, they got to get some more. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll get to the we'll get to the Cowboys here in just a second because I do I forgot to ask you a couple things about them. But with the NFC East, I mean you've got they they could still be in the mix for the next couple of years. They got a young quarterback, they got a young coach. They have time. Well, no, so ex- no one expected them to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, nobody did. Let me well let me ask you since we're talking about the NFC East. I mean, what are you <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Cowboys? Because they I mean this is a team 
payroll wise, it's a hundred million dollar offense, mm-hmm. like easily. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I personally we we watched Mike Mark, Mike McCarthy all these years. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, he was a Packers coach for you know ten years or so, and so to. I, I've seen a lot of the mistakes that the Cowboys make before. We've been the most penalized team in the league for a few years here and there. You see what I'm saying? Like, I remember those years very well. Um, I remember maybe not clock management issues. I honestly think, though, that Aaron Rodgers bailed him out of a lot of situations. Oh, sure. I mean, great players make up for bad coaching when it when it doesn't work out. But there was also plenty of playoff losses that I – I mean, we always go back to the Seattle game, going ultra-conservative and, mm-hmm. and just and just laying up as far as that goes, thinking you don't want to do anything to playing lose. Not to, playing not to lose. And we always used to say McCarthy's biggest flaw was that he was he was super prepared for the game. He's a lot like Roy Williams um, with UNC back in the day. Like, he, he could prepare you for the game. He couldn't prepare you for the in-game adjustments. Mm-hmm. And so as things start going different ways – you 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 start to that's where great players for him have to come in and step up, and so I, I don't know. I'm I'm just telling you, if I were Jerry Jones, I would fire Mike McCarthy. Like, and I would probably promote Dan Quinn, and then I would probably try to keep Kellen uh, the kid, but Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore. But I'll be honest with you, I also think that offense underperformed. I know they were number one in the league, but they're number one because they put 50 points on crappy teams in the NFC East, like multiple times. That's that's not meaning anything. <laughs> like it's garbage touchdowns. What are you, what are your thoughts on Mike McCarthy? I didn't like the hire in the first place. Yeah, you, I, 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 I you think I think Mike McCarthy is. Um, well, he he also come up and tried to sell himself as this guy who's all in the analytics. We, we all knew that's bullshit. Yeah, he comes up and try, I'm like, nah, dude. I remember him saying nah, that too. Yeah, just just be quiet. That is not. You are not an analytical guy. And and you've seen you, it's just you see like young coaches and offenses being more creative pre-snap all this kind of stuff the Shanahan's the Andy Reeds the whoever the Lafleur's what uh, McVeigh's and that's not what the Cowboys do and I, and and I don't know if that's because of Mike McCarthy or it's him and Kellen Moore or McCarthy's handicapping Kellen Moore or what they're doing they 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 never have an identity. That's that's an issue with this offense. They're, are they pass first or are they run first? Well, and Pollard, I mean, only, Pollard only got the ball six times that game. I man. know he's the most dynamic. And, and then he's the most dynamic offensive player they he have. He has a knee injury. Okay, once again, healthy enough to be on the field, have to perform. Well, and even if he's a decoy to set up mm-hmm. someone else, get him out there, get him some touches, just at least you know make them think you might use him. So I, I don't know. I, I'm personally, I'm, I'm, I mean, they, I'm. Jerry has to consider it. And the thing is, is but does Jerry want to admit that he he made a huge mistake and change it? I don't know. Well, and that's kind of Jerry's. The ego has always been the problem for Jerry. Like he he wants to do it, and he wants to be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. And this is always this has been the issue ever since Jimmy left. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he let Parcells build him a team, then he ran Parcells off so he could try to keep the credit, and then Wade Phillips couldn't keep it going. Like this, this is his mo. Like, build me a team real fast, then I'll step in, pay everybody, try to get the credit for it. Well, see, and he overpays for guys he shouldn't. They have done a lot better job in the last five years of drafting players. They have really kind of knocked it out of the park with some of these draft picks. Uh, Micah Parsons pick is Micah Parsons digs. I mean, granted, he gets burnt, but you lead the league in interceptions. 
I mean, it's, you know, they drafted Zach Martin, they, all this. So, I mean, I, you would have to consider it, making a move. I, whether whether it's, like, forcing McCarthy into, a, like, a consultant role or something, I just don't think he can, you can run it back because it's a, he lacks the attention to detail. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, he does, and I also just think that at this point, like, I don't even know if the players could could trust him that way, so to speak, if that makes sense. Like, he's, uh, he's failed you in a pretty big spot, like, and, you know, I, I kind of heard, you know, some, some different perspectives on the DAC and the DAC play at the end of the game. Like, well, McCarthy knew he should have got down earlier, but he tried to, you know, stand up for his quarterback, and so he kind of jumped on the refs part, too. But... You know, there, there's no excuses, man. I, that was one thing I, I thought McCarthy did a better job of back in Green Bay was he didn't used to make a lot of excuses. He would own it if, if we lost. Um, but he struggled with clock management all year. Like, it, So I, I don't understand how, as a coach, you can struggle with clock management. He, like, I mean, he, do, he doesn't, doesn't make call, any sense He doesn't even me. call the plays. So, I, okay. You can't fool the locker room. Like, if a player can't play, the team knows it. Yeah. Well, if a guy, if you can't, if you don't believe in the guy, if you're, if you're not willing to follow the guy, if you don't think he's the guy, then you need to find a replacement. That's what that's kind of what I'm getting at, man. And then on top of that, you know, everybody's killing more, killing more, killing more. It reminds me Damn, of... Damn, he's, he's, awful, he's awful. You talk about young. He is young. How old is he? Like 32. Here's, here's the problem I got with Kellen Moore, Okay. Jerry used to say 15 years ago, it was Jason Garrett was mm-hmm. his boy. Yeah. He was the offensive coordinator and he was the heir apparent for the job, but he just wasn't quite ready to give it to him. So he had Parcells in there and forced him to take. He had Wade Phillips and he had Jason Garrett. Then he promoted Phillips because, you know, Phillips was more experienced. And then he had Garrett waiting in the wings. And then Phil, you he fired Wade Phillips he, midseason. He fired yeah. Phillips to give Garrett the job and then stuck with Garrett forever when he probably should have got fired two or three years before he did. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, the ego is in the way that okay. this is, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this my way and it's going to work out. Well, man, you got to own that. The only thing I could think of is, and I think I said it a few last time we recorded, is he is getting so old. Can he? Can he? Can, can he? He, he can't that. go nine more years. Yeah. With with a coach, if he if he's not seeing the results, that could be the only thing. Or if his son or whoever's in his cabinet can convince him otherwise, because he wanted to drive Johnny Manziel, and they're all like, "No, yes, yes. sit down, Dad, <laughs> sit down." <laughs> so I mean, just take your pills. Just take yeah. your pills and sit mm-hmm. down. Seriously. Well, so I, anyway, man. I mean, I, I think they should move on, and you kind of think they should too. But they, I, they should. Definitely I'm curious to see how, what they end up doing because I just don't know how, like you said, how you run that back with enough confidence. Like basically, it would turn into where you're almost living on every week. It'd almost be better for Jerry if they just got blown the hell out. Yeah. I mean, I think it would make the decision even easier. I, I don't know. I, I think the decision's fairly easy anyway. Well, I know, but I mean. Jerry would be like, well, you know, if we just a few different things. Kiger, if, if, if they beat the Cardinals at but, home, they're the two seed. I know. Like, these are things that matter. Like, well, you're the and two then, seed and, and you get thing, to play the another Eagles. Another thing we talked is 14 penalties. Seven of them pre-snap. That's a lack of discipline. Yeah. And they were the most penalized team in the league, and that's and that's on coaching. Well, I mean, we, you can't even blame the rest for that because 
false start, line up in neutral zone, whatever, yeah. is pretty blatant. Well, and we went, honestly, this is a McCarthy trait. Like, he goes through this every few years where his teams are undisciplined. They get a lot of penalties. Do you want a coach who doesn't focus on the details? No. No, you don't. No. Okay. And especially not in Dallas where the egos oh, are massive. Well, and you're under a microscope. And you're under a microscope, so you've really got to be able to get these players to dial mm-hmm. in because they're already being told that they're the shit constantly. Mm-hmm. So you really have to be able to yeah. to cut into the egos of the team and say, no, we're still, we, we still have to play football at a ground level and do everything right because otherwise – we haven't done anything yet. Yeah. You still, you always have to be telling them they haven't done anything yet, and that's mm-hmm. the problem. Michael Irvin was talking about it. Stephen A. said the same thing. He's like, the problem is these guys haven't done anything yet. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they all, you play in Dallas, you get so much publicity, you act like you've won a Super Bowl, but you've done nothing. Nope. Anyway, all right, man, that's enough time on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Bucks obliterate the Eagles. Um, Niners, <laughs> I mean, uh, Cardinals, Rams last night. I mean, this was embarrassing. Um, and speaking of coaches on the hot seat, mm. how could we not be talking about Cliff Klingsbury? Like, this is the second year in a row where his teams – Huh? Yeah, it's third. I, I think this has been yeah. three years in a row. I was, I was trying to you, make sure – You can dive back all the way to Texas Tech, four, losing four out of the last six, five out of the last seven. This is a trait of his teams. Eight. I know. Starting out out the gate hot, getting things going, looking, mm. and, and, and just slowly as the season goes. Mm. This is a, a descending nosedive. Yep. They went from the one seed to the five. Mm. Like, I mean, they went, but yeah, best record in the league 10 and two to one and five. I mean, that's bad, man. Mm-hmm. That is really and bad. The only win is a three point win or whatever at Dallas. Who clearly was not great. Nope. I don't know, man. I mean, I'll give props to the Rams, but I also just think the Cardinals played absolutely terrible. Like, that was one of the worst football games I've seen well, in the play. I think the Rams obviously came more prepared, and they were ready to play. Yeah. Because from the onset, they were after Kyle, they were on Kyler's ass. Yeah. And he was making horrible decisions. They were living with third and longs. And then and ex, and I said my X factor was Cam Akers and Son, and uh, Michelle running the football. And they got it. And going. they were balanced. They got it going. Damn it! You 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 want Matt Stafford throwing seventeen passes? If that's how you can win, he was extremely more than efficient. Yeah. With those thirteen completions he had, more than efficient. Odell Beckham's come on all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, he only threw the ball 17 times. Yeah, and he completed is, 13 of them. And yeah. Cooper Cup wasn't even a big factor in this not game. Because really, the Cardinals were going to say, we're gonna not, he's not going to beat us. Yeah. And Odell Beckham is reaping the rewards of this. That's true. That's true. It's nice to have another receiver on there and a quarterback who can actually throw to two people. Well, he can, he's got the arm talent and can make these throws. Yeah. You know, how bad – I mean, we can get this in the offseason, but this makes Baker Mayfield look really right, That was what I was saying. It was even a dig worse. at Baker Mayfield, like where he doesn't – and that's a just real quick Baker Mayfield thing because this is one of the things that used to drive me crazy about watching Alex Smith. Like guys who are limited, and, and I, I have an, the utmost respect for Alex Smith. Obviously, he's a way better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. But my point is, is guys who kind of tend to, to live in that zone, they usually zero in on one two reads. You see what I'm saying? So it's hard for them to go and, you know, like Aaron Rodgers throws to eight different receivers in a game. Matthew Stafford throws to five or six, eight different receivers in a game. Those guys tend to not do things like that. Do you see what I'm saying? It's Vernon Davis has 150 yards and, you know, 10, 12 catches. It's uh, Jarvis Landry has 10 to 12 catches. Like, it's not spread around because they're not that kind of quarterback. 
You see what I'm saying? So you're right. I mean, Baker Mayfield looks terrible right now. Um, I mean, we'll get to that in the offseason, like you said, as far as his future is concerned. But the Rams came to play. Well, they, 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 they took they, it. They, they obliterated him. Yeah. I mean, every it, phase of the game, they dominated I, I didn't even I, – I watched it, but not closely because it was, it was a really boring this, game. This, this is the Rams team. This is the reason I had the Rams in the Super Bowl. I have this is the kind of potential they have. I have the Rams next week. We're going to get to them in the Bucks. I got we got one more game to cover. Two more mm-hmm. games to cover, real fast. Um, Eagles Raiders, Bengals Raiders. Uh-huh. Um, very competitive football game as yep. we expected. Mm-hmm. Two very close, you know, closely matched teams. Bengals end up taking it. Raiders had a chance, and you know, David Carr couldn't come through. Derek, yeah, Derek, Derek, David, slightly better than his brother. His brother was terrible. David was terrible. Well, he also went to the expansion team Texans. He got sacked 73 times his first year. He was still terrible. Mm, well. But good point. You can't, you can't really throw the ball when you're on your back. <laughs> That's true. So, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Bengals, Derek yeah. Carr played a good game. I, mean, <laughs> I, I picked the Raiders because I honestly thought just everything they had overcome in the season, I thought they'd at least be in this game, and they were. Well, they, they'd so. been playing, like, basically playoff games because they had to win their last four For to a get month. in. Yeah. And I, it felt like they were going to run out of gas, and they and it's, they they were the last uh, fresh team in the fourth quarter, I thought. Yeah. Uh, and, and I also think the Bengals were just there at home. Uh, Joe, Burrow's on, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were on fire, and yeah, I'm glad it was competitive. Yeah, it was good the, Ra- the Raiders, the Raiders have a lot of heart. They've over- this this season's been quite the, quite the adventure for them. Yeah. So, it was it was quite it was a good game, man. Joe Burrow, like you said, you picked Joe Burrow for your MVP, dark mm-hmm. horse candidate. Um, he played a great game. The Bengals are super hungry and at home. They played a they played a they played a good game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're a good team. Yep. I still think that offensive line won't let them get Ooh, too far. No. Um, but they played a good game. They played a, a team they were fairly close to, and and so they took control of it and, and won it. So um, you gonna talk about the play? Uh, uh, the oh, the whistle play. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm just I didn't. I mean, everyone was talking about it. Uh, according to the rule book. The play shouldn't have counted, and it goes oh, and it goes back. They made a judgment call on the field. I don't, I don't like that it, you have to start the play over unless it directly affects the play, and I don't. It didn't affect the play, my opinion. Ball was already in the air, almost to him, and then you hear the whistle blow. So, I, I don't. Nobody. I don't. It didn't affect the play. People weren't letting up. These guys were beat. I think you if you're a cornerback looking back and you see him going that close to the sideline, you know, I'm thinking he's going out of bounds. Everyone did. Well, and, and then he threw the ball and his feet were still up. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, hell, it screwed the ref up. Yeah. And and I'll say this on top of that, like the one thing that like drives me crazy about official calls, Dallas game aside, is I don't like it when they decide a game like it's the last play of the game. This is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um you know Tom Brady getting pass interference, getting that pass interference call last year in Green Bay. It annoyed me, but the Packers also shouldn't have been in that situation. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, so, as much as we can point to that call and stuff like that, you know the Raiders weren't at the podium saying that cost us the game. They had an entire other yeah. half to play, yeah. and they had a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. That's on them. You see yeah. what I'm saying? That's the difference, Dak. Is you stand up like a man and say, I didn't play well in these other parts of the game. Also, I think the NFL needs to really consider, I think all sports, professional sports should consider, even Division One is full-time officials. 
Where yeah. that's that's all they do yeah. in the off season. They're constantly training. They're going over rule books, yeah. doing whatever. And I think it would help in this situation. So you think they should be like teachers and, and get like a summer vacation. No, I mean I think they should be they should be taking tutorials or whatever they need to do. Yeah. Constantly watching film, doing you know you, the league can can NFL films can cut up whatever they need and like examples of everything they could potentially run into. And they I'll need to be reviewing that. this. I'll give you that. I mean, and that's it's I mean, not that, like the NFL can't afford it, but they won't pass it because the. It's it's just a you know it's a few grains of the millions that's gonna have to go uh, yeah yeah of the billions yeah that they mm-hmm. made. of that's the billions and billions of dollars yeah, that they made yeah um anyway so that was a pretty good game I mean it was it was a good game um last game real fast because this game wasn't that competitive either oh it was in the first quarter I mean the Steelers came out false hope they gave me playing some defense yeah T J Watt doing his thing Mahomes made a couple mistakes you know yeah um. And it looked like the Steelers were at least going to hang tough, and then they woke him up, and the Chiefs got going. Well, and it came to the realization that Pittsburgh could do nothing offensively. He had 45 yards of offense in the first half. Uh, it's not going to get it done. Which is why, to me, this this was you know similar, both 2-7 matchups, which once again brings me to the point that there shouldn't be a 7 seed. Like, I, I've always thought that was stupid since mm-hmm. they started it. I, I think it's dumb. Like, There's only one 2-7 game in, the, in these two years that have been – Competitive, yeah. Colts Bills last year, which was fantastic. Yeah, but that, but on average, you're not usually mm-hmm. going to get a good game out of that. Usually, that seven team is a team that either that barely got in that that really doesn't belong there. Mm-hmm. And I think you could see that in both time both leagues. Like this was a waste of time. So anyway, I mean, but they're not but, going back. They're not going back. Too much not. money. Too much money. Too much money. Especially Ain't going when, back. And you can get that Pittsburgh money. That Steelers oh, fan sure. base in there. Oh, yeah. wonder why that was the night game on Sunday. Well, it's Big ridiculous. Ben's last game, uh, the, you know, big-time fan base. That's why. Yeah, well. It I wasn't because they thought the game was going to be competitive. The Chiefs were 12-and-a-half-point favorites. So, here's my – I'll just say this. The Chiefs got it going. We're about to get into this Bills situation. But I'll, I just want to speak on Worthless Burger one last time. Um I have strongly disliked Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. for probably five to six years. <laughs> like, at least it's on the field. I don't know him personally. I don't care. I, I just, I honestly think he's been garbage for a while. Like, he's he's been stationary in the pocket. He used to be able to somehow, he used to have, like, a magical ability to avoid sacks. Like, because he wasn't fast. But he's he, huge. He's huge. And he could just throw an elbow you know, shift. If you went a, high, he'd shrug you. He off. he just knew how to you know stay upright. Um, but as he got older, like players do, it. I mean, it betrayed him. Like, and so mm-hmm. you know, he started taking a lot of sacks, holding the ball too long. As Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell left, he's never been the same guy since those weapons left ever. So <clears throat> I don't know what took so long for this retirement decision. I I mean, the Steelers have needed to move on for a while. He has been what's holding them back for a long time. So. You know, great career, not, nothing against the guy personally, but I also, I'm against players that hold on forever, a la LeBron, who hold back the rest of the teams that they're on. Like, it, it's annoying. And so, anyway, great career, good luck to him, glad he's gone. That's my opinion. Okay. Yeah, that's my two cents. Okay. Yeah. Kudos on a great career, that's all I'll say. Well, I mean, cool. he said he's going to go off and disappear, you know, be with the family and all that stuff. And Good for him. Props to him. Good for him, man. It's good He'll for be the first Bell Hall I'm, favorite, I'm not an so. Eagles fan. I mean, I'm not a Steelers fan, so I guess either. it really doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But it just annoyed me because, you know, I, Steelers are always kind of like, oh, Steelers might do this. I'm like, well, dude, he's, he's holding them back. 
Get out of the way. You see what I'm saying? Anyway, um, <laughs> which game? <laughs> I guess we'll start where we just were. Okay. Okay. The best game of the weekend will more than likely be Bills Chiefs. This game is in Kansas City. It's got all the makings of a classic. It's either going to be a blowout from one team <laughs> or it's going to be one of the best games you'll see all year. Um, I picked the Bills last week. I'm going to stick with my pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel like, mainly because I feel like the Chiefs are eventually going to get tired. And this is, this is a long run of, of deep playoff runs, man. And I will, listen, if the Chiefs win this game and make it back to the Super Bowl, I, I will tip my hat to that team because that is extremely hard to do. You got three Super Bowls in a row and one AFC championship before that. So if that's what happens, they are a very tough team. They're a much tougher team than I gave them credit for. Mm. So it's it's nothing against necessarily them. I just feel like the Bills, this is their come-up year. They look extremely hungry and sharp at the right time. They faltered a little bit a couple months ago, but they have come back on slowly like gangbusters and seem like they're gaining momentum. So I got the Bills in this game. I expect something like 35-31. You know, last possession is the, you know, somebody either makes a defensive stop or, or somebody scores a touchdown. I wrote who has the ball last. Yeah. Could be, could be it. Turnovers are going to play a big part in this yes. game. Yes. Like yes. they always do. Yes. I mean, I don't expect the Bills to pitch a perfect game again. That's, I mean, it's only happened once, and it just happened for them last week. I will say, though, they came pretty close to pitching a perfect game the first time they played Kansas City this year. Well. I mean, it was like, what, 35 okay. to, to 10, mm-hmm. and they were dominant that entire yeah. game. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. Sorry, just throwing that and out That's there. back when the Chiefs were, were really struggling in, earlier in the season. Um, I'm going to take the Bills. The Bills' defense is better. There's less holes. There ain't no dirty Dan's on the Bills. You, you, you feel me? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying there's not. They got well, Micah Hyde. Not- well, and he's going to get exploited. Like, mm-hmm. if he is on the field in pass coverage, okay, he's going to get exposed. Yeah. He's he's not a good, like, coverage safety. So, he is a, he's a you know, he's a tackle safety. He's not the kind of guy that you want lined up with a cornerback anywhere. So I mean, with a, with a receiver anywhere. So, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you. Um I mean, we're talking about Sorensen, by the way, since yeah. we didn't say that. But I, I, I agree with you, man. I, I don't. I, I in Mahomes, like I think he's really good. You know, could end up being one of the best ever. But his turnovers in some of these situations this year, I mean, it's still been a factor. You saw it last week against the Steelers, like an errant throw that he didn't need to make. Mm-hmm. Now he refocused after that and came back on and threw five touchdowns. But you might not get that chance against this team. If you throw that one pick in the beginning of the game, it's probably going to haunt you the rest of the game against the Buffalo Bills. I don't see them like they're. I don't see them giving you that window to jump back in. Well, like Josh that. Allen, you've seen in parts of this season, has turned the ball over, and it's it's been an issue for him. Has been decision making, and in the playoffs, remember that Walker game yeah, against the Texans yeah. a few years ago. I mean, I don't even know what he was doing. Nobody does. Yeah. <clears throat> but here's the deal. Pass rushes for each team. It's not all about – you have to have in, gap integrity, like I say all the time, and kind of collapse the pocket, especially against Josh Allen. He's top five against when being pressured, but his, but his quarterback, his QBR, when he stays in the pocket, is 23. When it's outside, 
it's 64. Dang. And his legs are going to be, could be a difference here. The Chiefs are going to have to try to corral him. Yeah. In a way. I don't know if they have enough. I really don't. I don't If you're going to tell, which pass rush do I trust in more? I take the Bills. Whose defense do I trust more? The Bills. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes has had less turnovers, I would say, in big games than Josh Allen has. Yeah. He's also played more of these games. Yeah. I think, but like I said last week, this was supposed to be Josh Allen's year. Yeah. MVP, all this crap didn't work out, and then he goes and does what he did against the Bill or against the Patriots. Yeah. And I agree with you. I just, I just, so I, I've watched Kansas. I mean, Kansas City. We're in Kansas, so we. I mean, those games are on every week. They play in Missouri, I, by the way. Well, and I watch a lot of Chiefs games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find the best one. I, I mean, I watch them. So, but I uh, saw so if they're I, the best one, I'll, I'll watch. say this: going. Watching them the last two months, I've seen them make plays when they need to make plays, which was the difference between them and the Cowboys to me. Like, the Cowboys could show up one week, but then they would play a team that was competitive and need to make a play and not be able to do it. And I've seen the Chiefs, you know, need to bleed out the clock and get first downs and be Mm. able to do that. Need to be able to run the football and be able to do that. Need to, you know what I'm saying? Like different, whatever the game required in the last two months, with the exception of the Bengals game, which they just blew, They've been able to pull off and do so. I I do think they're pretty good. I just I'm just saying, you know, I I don't know. A year ago, it was well, if the Chiefs the Chiefs can score, that's their identity. That's what they do. If they get in, if it gets into a blowout game, it favors them. If it gets to a track meet, it favors them. If it gets into a track meet with the Buffalo Bills, I don't think I think it's even. Oh yeah. If it gets into a grind-out game with the Buffalo Bills, I think that still favors the Bills. So I, I don't necessarily see the angle. The Chiefs would just have to be playing savvy enough and and just be they, – they would just have to play an almost, like, perfectly savvy football game in order to pull – to me, in order to pull this off. Yeah. That's just I mean, what I said. Josh Allen's going to have to shrink in the moment. That, I, mean, I mean, and, I, and I, I just don't – I don't – I think it's different this year. You talked about being hungry. The Chiefs have been to the mountain, to the top. They almost got there last year. Now, like like you said, kudos to them if they get back there. Yeah. But the Bills are still trying to get there. Yeah, they're still fighting through the ceiling. I so, mean, and but... they got a, they got a lot of guys on this team. And, and, and here's the deal. They pitch a perfect game against the against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And the best thing that can happen to them is they are not favored to win this game. Well, the best thing that happens to the Chiefs <laughs> is that they got blown out by the Bills earlier this year, mm-hmm. and and so it's and they got beat by the Bengals, you know, two weeks ago in humiliating fashion and cost themselves the one seed. So I I, I feel like that's what I'm saying. Like makings of wise, mm-hmm. this has all of it. Like mm-hmm. you you've got two teams that know each other extremely well. Respect each other. Both teams are veteran teams. You know, you got Stefan Diggs, who's been around for a while. Allen's, you know, just starting to enter his actual peak. You've got, you know, you got Cole Beasley over there, Singletary. Like, you have Micah Hyde, guys who have been playing this game five or six years. Like, this is not, you know, two young, a young team versus an old team or anything like that. You've got two experienced, hungry football teams, anxious to go out there and prove it. It's got the makings of a classic. It's going to be, as the kids say, lit. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be lit. Mm. Um, okay, sorry. We spent a lot of time on that game. No, no. Let's let's get to uh, – I got the Rams beating the Bucks. I, I think 
I've watched a lot of the Bucks because I was keeping my eye on, my eye on them all year. I think they're good. I well, you do see not, a bunch of them because of Tom Brady. Yeah, too. and they're not as good as I think as they were last year. Well, they're definitely not as healthy. And they're not as healthy. And the Rams are somewhat peaking. I mean, you've got if, if Von Miller plays anything close to like he did last night, they're going to be tough to beat. And oh, yeah. so I, I got the Rams going into Tampa Bay winning that football game. So do I. So do I. Can you make? Can they make Tom Brady uncomfortable? That's that's the whole deal. Yeah. The the Bucks make your quarterback uncomfortable, but yet he doesn't get that way. Now they're going to try to. The Bucks are going to. If Fournette comes back and is and is healthy, it could change some things. They want to run. Tom wants to be able to run the football. He, yeah. I just I just wonder how healthy he could actually. Well, be. see, I don't know though. Like, so that's the thing. But Tom Brady standard. will also dink and dunk you. Yeah. He doesn't care how he scores. He just wants to score. Yeah. I mean, that's part of what makes Tom Brady Tom Brady is he don't have to be showtime. It don't have to be Randy Moss 50-yard yeah. touchdown passes. Yeah. It could be five-yard outs to Julian Edelman and Wes Welker or Scotty yeah. Miller or whoever. We just need to score. Yeah. That's, that's always his MO, so, man. I, mean, <clears throat> I don't care how it gets done. I just want to get it done. Yeah. So they have an ability to adjust. Aaron Donald, Von Miller. Can you push the pocket in his face and get around the edge? Make him uncomfortable. And the thing is, the Rams are going to go into this game knowing the Bucks' defense is still top five against the rush. Yeah. That secondary suspect, but you cannot, yeah. cannot yes, that's try exactly to turn what I was about this to in exactly what I was about to, say. to a passing clinic. Look what you did. and McVeigh. I don't think McVeigh wants to do that because if you look at the at the the Shanahan offense is predicated on running the football first. Yeah. And last night was the example of run the ball, try find a balance. Yeah. Be balanced. And if they they might they're not gonna it's not gonna be as easy or it yeah. shouldn't be as easy against the Bucks. It's not going to be. I don't think. No, I um, mean, but you but like you said, it won't be as easy. But it's as critical to mm-hmm. at least still be keeping them honest because that's what's going to, number one, take pressure off of Matthew Stafford. And number two, what's going to open things up for Stafford in the one-on-one coverage. And so, you keep Tom Brady on the sideline. He yeah. can't beat you if he's standing over there. That's true, man. So, and, and the thing is, and the Bucks have shown uh, they can be ran on at times. That Colts game. Jonathan Taylor in the fourth quarter of that drive, it was JT, 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 over, 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 over. Now, listen, Akers and, and Sonny Michelle aren't Jonathan Taylor. But together, you keep you keep rotating fresh yeah. legs. Make them keep you gotta keep them honest. And cause that's secondary, you're gonna have opportunities. Yeah. You're gonna have opportunities. My, Sean McVay is is gonna have something dialed up here. I have no doubt about it. Well and, and, so, and I just I just in that way, I just think that they're the better team that day. Yes, and, 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 and they're really, healthier. Yeah, they're healthier. Um, I mean, and they're obviously roster-wise, it's Super Bowl or bust for them. Oh, sure. And and so I've, I've got the Rams and, mm-hmm. and what's what's probably a pretty good football game, by the way. Oh, I think I, it is, too. I, I, expect, I, don't think, I don't think there ain't going to be no blowout. Yeah, I expect Sunday's football games to be pretty intense. Like, mm-hmm. between you got that game first and then you got the Chiefs-Bills after that. So should be really, really good football on Sunday. Um Moving on, Tennessee Titans versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Kiker, do the Bengals have a chance to pull off the upset in this game? Yes, but it's slim. You're really going to start seeing the overall roster of the Bengals 
isn't that great yeah. against a rested Tennessee team? Is Derrick Henry rusty or rested? I'm I'm going to assume even if he is a little rusty, yeah, you've got Foreman there yeah. to spell him. He's not going to have to run the ball forty times. And they and like we said, the Titans have found a way to to win without him. Now to win it all, they need him. I will say this: I I think that Tennessee. I picked Tennessee. I've got Tennessee Bills for the AFC Championship, so I'm sticking with Tennessee. Yeah, so am but, I. But the scenario that I see the Bengals winning this game is is they turn it into a track meet. And, I mean, they have the weapons to do that. Like, so it's just going to be about if, – if for them to have a, the puncher's chance that I think they have – and it's a strong puncher's chance. It's not like, you know, Peter McNeely versus Tyson. It's it's a strong chance. I mean, they're, they're, they, have a, they have a solid franchise quarterback and weapons all around them. So I do think if, you were to, if they were to jump out, you know, score a couple touchdowns, it's 14-0, 14-7, something like that. You keep the that's the only way like you have to keep the pressure on Tennessee so that if they stick with the run, you're still they're still eating up the clock, like and you're still playing ahead. You have to play ahead against Tennessee, especially if you know, if you're Cincinnati and you don't have a great offensive line. Like you can't let them eat up See, the that's clock my on you issue. and keep you off the field. Joe Burrow's the most sacked quarterback in the league, and I just don't think I don't know if that offensive line it's going to be able to hold up enough to allow for these deep shots to develop because the Bengals are not a dink and dunk team. Now, if they change that that mindset, yeah. and they kind of did against the Raiders, but then you also saw they had to kick field goals. Yeah, yeah. See? Field goals favors the Titans. Yeah. Like, so that's you, a Titans football it, game if right you, If they can move the ball but then can't finish it off in between the 20s, they're not going to win. Yeah. And I just think the Titans roster overall is, is much better. Mike Frabel – is obviously our coach of the year has more experience in this way. The Bengals are a very young team yeah. with with some holes and a young coaching staff, especially a head coach. I'll take the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I, I the Bengals are gonna fight. I, I, I just saying, don't know. I, I just don't know if they can do it. I think it could be a very good football game. It could. I just don't know if you know. And Brable's pretty good at making adjustments in games. Like the, the if, I mean, if you watch the Titans all year, and I haven't watched them super close, but if you paid attention to them, I mean, they have a number. Well, and you of, saw the last time of, they played of fourth quarter games where they come out where they just kind of pull away or they make the play that needs to be made. Like so, he's. I mean, it matters. People will point back to the last time you saw the Titans against the Texans. Game shouldn't have been close. It was. I. But this is playoff time yeah. now. Yeah. And Frable had to have been beating this to death for two weeks. Yeah. That we can't have this. You have got to come to play every down if we want to win. So I agree. Kiger, we're gonna get to the last game. It's Saturday night. Mm, at Lambeau Field. Kiger, um, I got the Packers winning this game. I think that although the Niners are a team that is tough to to defend and beat. I don't think that offense is, is running as well as it has in the past, pun intended. <clears throat> Debo is fantastic. you know. But, like, George Kittle hasn't really been a super, super factor yet. Now, watch, I say that, and he'll show up in a huge way on Saturday night. But I, I – and especially if Bosa's not cleared concussion-wise, which I think he will be, but is he 100%? Um, I, I got the Packers in this game. I think they're the superior team. Um I think it's a really competitive football game, though, because they just styles-wise, you know, it's the same offense. They've, they've, I mean, they've all grown up together. Him and um, Shenanigan 
and Lafleur and uh, McVeigh. So you've you've got all three of the you know three of the four teams in the NFC play the same offense. So it'll be a good game. They usually play each other extremely tough. But I, I got the Packers. You know, probably winning by seven. That's what I got. Mm. Line of scrimmage. That decides who wins and loses this game. Yeah. If the Niners dominate on offense and they can run the football and, and Garoppolo only has to throw eight times, Niners are going to win. Well, and they can keep Rodgers off the field that yeah, way. Man, yeah, they're going to win. If the Packers can't corral the front four and they can drop seven, it's going to make you an issue. If you can't run the football. All, both of them want to run the football. I think Green Bay's going to win. Garoppolo is going to give you opportunities. Yeah. And this defense this year has been better at capitalizing on said opportunities. So, they're the healthier team. There's still a chance Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith can come back for this game, even though I think Zadarius Smith will be pass rush only still. Yeah. They're, in a, they're in an obvious passing situation. Yeah. I'll take Cam Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. Well, and Bakhtiari's so, back. Bakhtiari will be back. Side of the ball. Bill, even, okay, even, but what it comes down to is is Dennis Kelly at right tackle and Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. If they if he can't do if he cannot hold his own and they have to chip or do whatever they have to do, he's going to have to play the best game he's played. I mean, he's played really well in that because it's been a revolving door on this offensive line all season. Yeah. They've done a pretty good job. Yeah, losing Elgin, Elgin Jenkins at that time hurt a lot, too. And then Billy Turner, I mean, if he's not ready to come back, which he probably won't be, it's going to hurt. So, but the thing is, in Green Bay, when the temp goes down, the stakes go up. Yeah. And here we are. Mo- the most consistent, steady team all season. Aaron Rodgers lost two games this season because he didn't play against Kansas City, and they'd have beat him if he'd have played. I I, I believe I stand that, by that wholeheartedly. I stand by that. The Chiefs did not play a good football game. So right here it is. Well, and we're you gonna get three and, straight times they've yeah. lost to San Francisco. Two of them weren't even competitive. Yeah. And what's and what's what's the key to all this line of scrimmage? San Francisco runs for 300 yards, almost 300 yards. Can't have it. Devondre Campbell's the X factor in this game. Because not only against the run, the Niners are number nine in the, in the league in yard in passes, ten yards and in. That's where he lives. Is ten yards and in. I mean, I, I once again, I expect. Listen, I th- I honestly think all four of these games have the potential to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I'm dead serious. I and I expect the Niners to show up and show out oh, yeah. and push the Packers. And but I, I just I think that like you said, from start to finish in the season, even with that horrible uh, Saints loss, the Packers have been the best team from start to finish in the league. Period. Like even the Titans had a dip. Every team you can point to had some kind of substantial dip. The Packers didn't have that. Like every game they lost, they rebounded with a win, and so and went on multiple winning streaks. Well, Flores never had back to back losing. He's never lost games back. Got the one seed, held on to it. Had to win out to hold on to it. By the way, almost like I mean, pretty much till like you know seventeenth game. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I got the Packers. I think we're setting up for hopefully a fantastic championship weekend. I got Rams Packers in the NFC side, and uh, we have Bill's, the same. Yeah, and Bill Titans on the other side. The only thing we have different is Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, Kaiki, you got anything else? Well, no, we're almost out of time. <laughs> you have to keep it to an hour. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. 
Anyway, <laughs> check us out anywhere podcasts are heard, man. Spotify, uh, Facebook page, man. All right, y'all have a good one. See ya.